Welcome to Bed Crime Stories Podcast. I'm your host, T. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, bed crimers. As always, I wish you the best. To anyone new here, a warm welcome. Thank you for checking out my channel. Let me just ask that after listening to or watching this video, if you learned something or enjoyed it, please do me a favor and smash that like button. Now, let's dig in. Last month, New Richmond, Ohio father, Chad Dorman, was arrested for allegedly taking the lives of his three little boys, Clayton, seven, Hunter, four, and Chase, three. The crime occurred on Thursday, June 15th, and it is among the most disturbing of 2023. One day after the crime, during Dorman's arraignment, Assistant Prosecutor David Gast said that while Chad Dorman admitted he'd harmed his children, quote, the case is still new and we're still discovering facts, end quote. Today, I want to add more details to the backdrop of the story. This information comes from a court document called A Bill of Particulars that was obtained by news station WLWT. According to that court document, Chad came home early from work on that Thursday. He then had his wife, Laura, and their three sons join him in the master bedroom of their home on Laurel Lindale Road for a nap. At some point, Dorman got up and retrieved a Marlin Model 22 rifle from a safe next to the bed. He then used it twice on one of his sons. I believe that was four-year-old Hunter. Dorman's wife immediately tried to help Hunter, who was injured, and she yelled at her other two sons to run. The boy's older sister, who'd been watching TV in the nearby family room and must have heard the commotion, ran to the master bedroom and witnessed the crime as it occurred. She then ran after one of her brothers and screamed at him to keep running. Tragically, the sister then watched as her stepfather, Chad, chased that boy and used the weapon on his head at close range. Next, the sister ran back toward the family home and picked up her youngest brother, Chase. They ran toward the road, but were quickly confronted by Chad, who pointed the weapon at his stepdaughter and demanded that she put Chase down. Chad then tried, but failed to use the same weapon on Chase's head. It appeared that Chad was out of ammunition. Chase clearly terrified, ran to his mother, who was still rendering aid to her other son. This was the wrong move to make, because Chase then ended up dying at his father's hands as well. The daughter then ran to get help. After that, Chad and his wife fought, with her trying to protect her sons. Chad then bit his wife, and when she put her hand over the weapon's barrel, Chad shot her through the thumb. Next, Chad went to the side stoop of the home, sat down on the steps, and calmly watched his wife undertake futile, life-saving measures on her three boys. Chad even lit himself a cigarette as his weapon was on the stoop next to him. Once the police officers arrived, Chad made multiple statements such as, I did it. Take me to jail. I shouldn't have done that. 
I shouldn't have shot Laura and them. Chad also gave a statement during an audio and video recorded interview during which he admitted to having been thinking about committing this crime since October. He further indicated during that interview that the thoughts of having to harm his sons was so heavy on him that he hadn't slept for three or four days prior to the crime. Well, that certainly explains the exhausted look in Chad's eyes and face that we can clearly see. The boy's aunt created a GoFundMe to help her sister, Laura, pay for funeral expenses. That fundraiser has raised more than $250,000. If there's any bright light to this story, it's that Laura and her daughter survived and the kindness that people have shown to them by donating to this GoFundMe. Now I want to share the most burning questions I still have about this case. While many think it possible that 32-year-old Chad did this as an act of revenge and spousal abuse against his wife, that's just speculation at this point. So it goes without saying that my number one question is, why did Chad allegedly do this? What led him to think about this over all those months? and then finally carry it out. When the first responding officers arrived at the home, they had their weapons drawn, and for obvious reasons they were concerned about their safety. As the officers slowly made their way to where Chad was sitting on the steps with his rifle laid out beside him, they were screaming, Stand up! Show us your hands! The officers said this over and over, and they got louder the closer they got to Chad. Which brings me to my second most burning question. Why didn't Chad follow the officers' directions and stand up? The dude didn't budge. He just keeps sitting there with a cigarette in his left hand. I know he heard the officers because he had a conversation with them once they got him on the ground and handcuffed him. Was he being rebellious? Did he want them to shoot him? Was he in a frozen shock state where his mind was scrambled and not computing? What would body language experts say about this refusal to follow the officer's commands? Next, when Chad was on the ground, he kept telling his dog to get his butt inside the house. Hearing Chad yell at the dog makes me wonder if that's the same tone he used with his son's and his wife every day when neighbors said he was always yelling and angry. For a guy who just did what he allegedly did, he appeared to have more concern for the dog than he did for his sons whose bodies lay in the grass. I feel like he wanted the dog to go inside the house because he was afraid the officers would harm the dog because it was barking. Question 3. What would a psychologist say about this? How can this guy be so concerned about his dog when he just injured his kids in this manner? If he lacks total emotion and empathy for his children, then how can he have feelings and concerns for the dog? Was the dog a living creature that Chad had no anger toward? We learned from his neighbors that he was always yelling. Is he unable to deal with human beings who have voices and minds of their own, but maybe he's more able to love an animal 
who follows his orders. When Chad was being walked to the squad car, we saw a large blood stain on the upper right back of his t-shirt. He also had some blood on the back of his left arm. How did the blood get on the back of the t-shirt? I'm assuming it belongs to one of the victims and maybe his wife, whom he reportedly injured in the thumb? Did his wife reach up and grab the back of his t-shirt, or did the blood get there some other way? Question 5. When the daughter was running toward the fire station, why was she heading there? Was she going there to alert them to the tragedy that was unfolding at home, or was she fearful that her stepfather, Chad, was going to harm her as well. There was some chatter about shots being fired in the direction of the firehouse early on, but it sounds like Chad could have easily harmed his daughter as he did his sons. So why did he spare her? When Chad is at the police station and awaiting being processed, he bangs his head on the wall. Question 6. Why exactly was he doing that? Does this indicate a desire to self-harm? Was that a sign of self-loathing? Or was Chad already regretting his alleged actions from that day? Let me know your thoughts in the comments. Until the next time on Bed Crime Stories, hey, do me a favor, smash that like button. It's a free way you can help me. Subscribe to my channel, also free, and I'll see you next time. Show us your Show fucking your hands, hands now! Stand up! Stand up! Stand up! Stand up now! Stand up! Stand, Stand the up. fuck up! Get your butt inside. Gatlin, get your butt inside. We on primary? Now. 29, we got three Main. down. Gatlin. 63, we're 21. Not Have EMS all. respond over here. You're clear they're being advised. Robert, 34, just start a mass cast. 63, do you want them to respond to the Laurel Lindale address? Where exactly do you need them? We're right in the front yard. He took my life from me. My life. What are you doing, man? Hey, pretty copy all this. Can I roll over? I ain't gonna hurt you. I ain't gonna. I ain't gonna hurt nobody. You got anything on you? No, I ain't got nothing, man. Phone. That's it. I ain't mad. I ain't, I ain't nothing. Just make sure that dog don't come out. I don't think he'll bite you. Just don't reach for him and try to grab him and pet him. Right. He won't bite you. What's going on, man? Nothing. Uh, can I stand up? It's kind of uncomfortable. I'm going to get I you here in a second. I ain't running away. You can do whatever you want with me. 